This is MuggleCast, the Harry Potter podcast discussing everything about J.K. Rowling's wizarding world. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 359, an early episode, coming to you a few days early. I wonder why. What happened? What ha- I don't know. We just thought like we would record on a Tuesday night. <laughs> you know, on the last episode, I said my brother's coming in. It's going to be his birthday. And now it's his birthday. And it was Ryan's birthday wish, wasn't it? That, he, yes. that he'd be on MuggleCast. For his birthday, he received 12 hours of MSNBC talking about Rex Tillerson. And a new <laughs> Fantastic Beast. The first Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald trailer. It took us all by surprise. Amazing. Yes. Pretty amazing. We're, we are here early to talk about it. We're going to go scene by scene. And actually, we're going to record a second episode right after this, which will be released on Monday to get out all of our listeners' reactions to the trailer. So we have a lot to talk about. The next two episodes are going to be all trailer all the time. Eric, what was your general reaction, your first impression to this first trailer? I was very, very pleased with the length of the trailer. I I was not expecting a full two minutes, first of all, because this is the first video that we've got for this film. So that when it was, when I saw it was two minutes, I was like, Oh, this is going to be a great ride. And, uh, I, <laughs> I think that it is very much a, a great ride. It's a roller coaster. The, the one thing that stood out <clears throat> as a first reaction was just how many special effects there were in this teaser. It seems that maybe the reason, you know, the film's coming out in eight months, we haven't seen so much as a peep is because they were really trying to complete a lot of these effects. Um, it just seems like it's, you know, very heavily uh and well thought out you know cgi that's going on every every scene has some kind of action and magic in it yeah and i'm actually looking at a text message i had with you just maybe it was yesterday or or over the weekend and we were talking about the discussion that we had on on last week's episode and i said to you you know, I think we need more of these types of discussions, at least to get us through whenever the bleeping Fantastic Beasts 2 trailer is released. So I like to think I had a little bit of something to do with that sure. uh, as well. I, too, was very impressed with the trailer. I was also very surprised that it was two minutes long, considering it's even billed in the title of the video as a teaser trailer. This is quite a teaser. Yeah. I don't think they know what that word means. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, just teaser in the sense that they want you to get excited for the film. I don't think has anything to do with how short or long the actual trailer is, but I guess I, I I like the balance of the different characters that you got to see. And, and some of them obviously are very new to us. And if you blink an eye, you may miss some of them. So I did like, how they were able to mix that in with, as Eric, you said, some of the special effects there's beasts. Again, if you blink an eye, you may miss some of them, but mm-hmm. I just like the overall feel of it. it. It wasn't too much Grindelwald, which I think a lot of people were concerned about. Uh, he makes one appearance at the very end and that's it. Uh, or maybe uh, mm-hmm. a few others in there with his back turned to us. But aside from that, I, I, I thought it was a good, you know, sense of of what's to come in this film later on this year so let's go scene by scene and we'll we'll discuss everything kind of at a al's eye view in this episode <laughs> and then in the weeks to come we may dive deeper into certain scenes depending on 
what analysis we read online, what our listeners have to say. So the trailer start, starts off pretty uh, epically. We get this sweeping shot of Hogwarts, and it's like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> what franchise am I watching right now? What film series am I watching right now? I can only imagine being like a casual Harry Potter fan, and you're sitting in the movie theater catching Ready Player One later this month, and mm. you suddenly see Hogwarts, just Hogwarts. It's like, what on earth am I looking at right now? <laughs> Hogwarts looks great, y'all. It does. Is this... Okay, not so... destroyed. Yeah, it got undestroyed. It's back. Um, <laughs> what... Okay, so actually, what I kind of find very interesting is how in the first Harry Potter movie, Sorcerer's Stone, Hogwarts looks so different than it did by the end of the Harry Potter film series, and how it looks in the Harry in <laughs> Fantastic Beasts: Crimes of Grindelwald. It's so big compared to the first Harry it, Potter movie. It kept the Yates feel to it, right? I mean, it it it's pretty comparable to what you would have seen in in any of the last four Harry Potter films. Yeah, I mean, as the films went on, they, you know, added to the model ever since the, I think really after Prisoner of Azkaban or the Prisoner of Azkaban movie, you know, Quaron's approach with with the different bridges that, that we saw, there's really been more or less a definitive version of Hogwarts since then. And, you know, if you go to the studio tour, they have an entire room of the model. And I'm pretty sure this is likely that same model this is the definitive oh. hogwarts this is this is very much unless there's a part of um you know 1920s 1930s hogwarts that was destroyed and doesn't appear later we're not in for too many surprises that said you know all the familiar areas can be reused we'll actually get to that in a moment as well but i yeah i have a question for both of you as as we continue through this trailer i did not think you were able to apparate at Hogwarts. Oh, well, you're jumping. <laughs> the yeah. first the first thing that they happens is in this trailer is people apparate right in the middle of the bridge. Unless you're but, Dumbledore, of course. Yeah. Can, can I just go back even further in this trailer? Yeah. So the very first second and a half. Is it Star-Lord? You, you see. <laughs> I see Star-Lord. I, what I believe is the widest view of Hogwarts' locale yet. Have we ever seen a shot of Hogwarts from such a distance? We see these huge mountains. It sits next. It sits next. It sits next to this river, and mm-hmm. I, I guess we've seen that in previous Harry Potter movies. But beyond that, we see these huge mountains, and I just think that's so beautiful. And it's so nice to see Hogwarts from this distance. We don't see it often, but we have seen these mountains before. Like we've crested that mountain, I think two or three other times. Okay, the, I need like, to go on a, a, a new hike to Hogwarts and, and <laughs> in the Harry Potter movies. Crested the hill. Uh, but anyway, think, yeah, yeah. So, so Micah, this is one of the things that fans have been talking about today. We see a couple of people operating onto the bridge. Actually, the bridge that we see at the end of Deathly Hollows, isn't oh, the, that the, the one true? that's destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 one that they all stand on and Harry breaks the wand and throws it over. Is that on I see I don't think WB was thinking this, but that's kind of epic that like the last shot we had of Hogwarts in Deathly Hallows part two was on that bridge and the first shot in this new series of Hogwarts that we're seeing well, we is d- yeah. once again at that bridge. We don't know. Yeah, I like that a lot. We don't yet know if this is the first scene we'll see of Hogwarts in the in the 
Yeah, film. I just but, mean in the trailer. Yeah, absolutely. Like but, f- cinematically, yeah, 100%. That's it's true. interesting, though, that you say that because I have a, a similar type of comment as we move through the trailer as it relates to Hogwarts. But I, I like that point that you just made. I, I think that it's certainly possible that Yates or Heyman had that in the back of their mind. They said, look, the first time that we do go to Hogwarts in Fantastic Beasts, we're going to make sure that we start right where we left off with the Potter series. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. This is so poetic. And up, up, up until this time, we weren't sure kind of how much Hogwarts we would be getting. They, they, they did, in fact, film scenes that were set you know, the on location, uh, previous locations that had been used for Hogwarts. We knew we'd kind of see Hogwarts, but this it was sort of a jolt to the system seeing it in the trailer and, and, and more than one location in Hogwarts that we see here. So, so let's talk about this apparating business. We, mm. it's well known in Harry Potter canon that you can't apparate onto Hogwarts grounds. I read about that in Hogwarts A History. So, why is it that we see two people operating here? One theory that I'm seeing is that Dumbledore added this when he took over at the school. Yeah. During Fantastic Beasts, he's only a teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think that Dumbledore added his own level of protection to the school. Uh, he says as much to Harry in the at the end of Half Blood Prince when when he's basically shown lessening the protection so that he and Harry can operate. Um, and I, I think that that it's either something that only headmasters can do, or it's something that he himself put there. And so he himself has to remove it. The question is, since this is in the 1930s, you know, maybe it's just a protection, even if Dumbledore didn't do it, it wasn't the one to do it. Maybe it's just something Hogwarts doesn't have yet, um, as a protector. And, and I've seen kind of taking this to like the, the farthest that it can go, maybe the events of this movie. Or a, or a future uh, Fantastic Beast movie are the reason you can't apparate at Hogwarts. Like something bad happens, and then or or Dumbledore, like these Ministry wizards who appear to be the ones apparating to to ask him questions. He's like, you know what? I don't like them dropping by unannounced. I'm going to make a no apparition thing, and then he goes out and does it in this. <laughs> that's movie. that's certainly possible, but I also think what defines the actual grounds, right? I mean, certainly it it appears that these two individuals are on the actual bridge that leads into Hogwarts, but you can probably mess around with the definition a little bit, right? You can't apparate into the actual school itself, but maybe this is yeah. close enough on the periphery that you could apparate there. But I I tend to agree with what you're saying. It may just be something that wasn't instituted until Dumbledore took over as headmaster. Maybe for this very reason, he doesn't want people just showing up and busting into his classroom. <laughs> <laughs> asking him questions about former students of his. Um, but speaking of students, I do want to bring up that I really love this brief shot. I didn't notice it on my phone as much, but uh, viewing the, the HD trailer on YouTube is great. There's a bunch of students looking out the window mm. uh, at these yeah. at these people arriving. Um, and it's it's just cool to see, I don't know, students at Hogwarts, it just seems, because I, I think we're used to a more... Again, the end of Deathly Hallows Part 2, it's either deserted or there's a bunch of corpses around. And I, I like the idea of being able to see Hogwarts as like a bustling, you know, school with with nothing to fear necessarily. But I'm just wondering why students would be looking out the window at these average looking wizards. It's not a big deal. Well, they're clearly from the government, um, to my mind. They? 
clearly, I don't know. They're wearing boring clothes. Like, is Dumbledore like, everybody look out the windows and intimidate them? <laughs> yeah, well, it's very much like uh, like G-Man, you know, like uh, 50s era spy kind of outerwear. Kind of the stuff that... Um, uh, what the Medi- the American wizards were wearing in in the twenties, just trench coats, you know, sleek hats. I think Look. that it's just Hogwarts doesn't get many visitors, and the idea that these official mm. you know visitors are here just on an ordinary. It's probably a Tuesday. It's not everyone. Tuesday. Not everyone can pull off Dumbledore's swag. I think let's just yeah. Right, Dumbledore's no. got style. Exactly. Kingsley said it himself. So. But my first reaction to seeing these individuals, to Eric's point, I thought Minister of Magic. I I thought ministry officials coming to Hogwarts. And I know we'll get into this scene in in just uh, a couple minutes, but this scene in Dumbledore's classroom, as opposed to Dumbledore's office, to me was very reminiscent of Order of the Phoenix, when he's being confronted by Fudge and you have Kingsley and Umbridge and others. I think uh, Dawlish is there, right? It it gave me that same type of feeling. And again, knowing that Yates worked on that film, knowing that Yates is working on this film, is it a little bit of a throwback to the Potter fan? We just get to see Dumbledore and his element playing coy with authority, right? Dumbledore really does believe he's above authority and and to be honest, he is. Uh, this is not, you know, Cornelius Fudge. Maybe he has the same hat. I do think the hat looks very similar. I think it is very safe to say, Mike, it is the Minister for Magic. I really believe that. You're probably exactly right. Um, but uh, they're not going to get anything from Dumbledore. It's just, this is an opportunity for the formalities to be observed. And for that, I really like this scene. And I think it is reminiscent of the more governmental themes in movie five you mentioned and, and the later Harry Potter films about how the government and Hogwarts work together or don't work together is pro and knowing JK Rowling, it's probably very much intended to, to be, you know, put on display here, um, how the politics of it all kind of work. And we are dealing again with adults. So we're going to see a lot more of politics. We're going to see a lot more of, um, politicians walking around and, you know, trying to, uh, prevent war or, or search for war more so than we did with the when everyone was a student. So let's talk about this scene within Hogwarts. Dumbledore is approached by these government officials, and they ask him. They they've they've found out that Newt has been sent to Paris apparently on Dumbledore's orders, and Dumbledore is leaning against his desk with a classic Dumbledore smirk, and he says, "If you've ever had the privilege of teaching Newt, you know that he doesn't follow." directions <laughs> not sure what that means yet nor do we find out in this trailer why dumbledore has set newt to paris presumably it has something to do with grindelwald if the government is getting involved yeah it's unclear if if grindelwald has escaped yet at that moment when they're visiting dumbledore yeah we kind of see that later but it could be out of focus but i think that uh this whole newt aspect is very interesting considering i'm pretty sure theseus is one of the men in the background i'm pretty sure theseus commander who is the one who's supposed to be hunting grindelwald is in the background there on the right hand side i could be wrong um i think they show the scene a couple times so it does look like him a little bit and one of the articles that i read pointed out that the 
minister type character is played by the actor Derek Riddell, who was cast as Travers. So we spoke a lot in previous episodes about Travers and that name being associated with Death Eaters and and Voldemort's followers later on. So I don't know who the Minister for Magic is at this time. It could be Travers. I'd have to go back and kind of look at the history of ministers, but certainly this is somebody who is a high-ranking official within the ministry. Huh. That's really interesting. So I'm confused why whatever Dumbledore is doing, there's definitely something more deep and sinister that I think we'll we'll get to learn here because it's unclear why Newt isn't working with the government, why Dumbledore and Newt aren't working with the government. You'd think they could be open about what they're doing, but for some reason, the government and presumably Newt's own brother doesn't know what he's doing. It doesn't know what the mission is that Dumbledore sent him on. So again, you have Dumbledore kind of flouting authority and coming up with maybe more of a grand plan that the government either will not buy into, or in this case, he's just not giving him a chance. And mind you, this is our first introduction to Dumbledore in this series. He is being, or he is going yet again, head to head with authority, head to head with the government. So we always you know, talked about when he would butt heads with Fudge, and he seems to have a history of this. Also, he looks great. Can we all agree that like Jude Law looks amazing? <laughs> Just said yeah, earlier, his outf- outfit. He's got the it's, swag, man. The three yeah, piece. man. That tailored yeah. suit, like, and and uh, I'm uh, part of a Facebook group, and everybody was flipping out and going, "Man, like that butt or Dumble Dam." Uh, so <laughs> Dumble Dam, Dumble Dam, Dumble Dam. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's really. He looks great. I can't believe you get a lot of Jude Law and his butt and his perfectly shaped butt in this trailer, according so, to my friends. The other big quote unquote scandal of this trailer, there's only two, um, is that this is the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom. It is indisputably the same classroom that is used for Defense Against the Dark Arts classes in the Harry Potter movies. 100%. So, so people are wondering. What is Dumbledore doing in that classroom? Because we know he taught transfiguration. Is that right? The if, question? What's, what's the transfiguration teacher doing in the DADA room? Is he? Are they rewriting canon a little bit to make him a DADA teacher, or does he just happen to be in there for another he reason? Just, I mean, I would, look at all those people. I mean, you need a room that can accommodate that many people that are showing up. <laughs> Well, I would also point out that for whatever reason, the desks in the classroom are pushed off to the side. So maybe he was in there for a reason that isn't teaching. Uh, Here's what Pottermore has to say about it. Uh, It says, recognize that classroom question mark. We do. As Dumbledore is not headmaster of Hogwarts at this stage, the Ministry of Magic appears to be visiting him in the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom. We'd recognize that staircase anywhere. We can almost picture Gilderoy Lockhart clutching his latest batch of fan mail on the steps. So it is confirmed to be specifically the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom. And it doesn't say, like, this is in the 30s, this was the Transfiguration Room. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, because I could see that happening at Hogwarts. Like, 
based on demand or, you know, the needs of the teachers and the lessons, how this could, they could just make this the transfiguration room. It's, it's probably the most memorable classroom at Hogwarts. You get a lot of memorable scenes going back across the Harry Potter years, um, the Boggart in the wardrobe, you know, Umbridge, uh, Gilderoy, of course, with his uh, test. And uh, when they have to run up those, those cool bone stairs, not to mention the dragon, the dragon bones hanging from the ceiling. Like this room is recreated in Hogwarts in uh, the theme park as well. It's just one yeah. of the more memorable classrooms. So I think that it made sense for them to kind of show it off a little bit versus the transfiguration room, which, you know, maybe if you, I don't even remember what it looks like besides kind of like a cathedral esque shape based on we don't when see we saw it very the often in there. Yeah. Just the first two movies, I think. Yep. And maybe Dumbledore, or sorry, maybe Grindelwald is pretending, is is drinking Polyjuice Potion again, and this time he's Dumbledore, and he forgot which class Dumbledore teaches. <laughs> Certainly possible. By the way, Dumbledore, what are you doing in the DADA classroom? I, I teach say, it. That raises uh, no, you don't. a very interesting question, though, is who is the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher at this time? Yeah, and who's the, who's the headmaster? Well, it's somebody with a, a very secure, lifelong uh, position. We can we know because the job isn't cursed yet. Uh, <laughs> so I'd like to I'd like to learn who's living the dream and having like a really good, secure position as the defense against the dark arts teacher at Hogwarts. Rebecca is listening live on Patreon.com/slash/MuggleCast. She says, "Could be more tenured teachers get bigger classrooms/slash offices." Christina says, "Could he have been subbing that day?" That would. I look. I want to see Dumbledore as defense against the dark arts teacher. We just know that he's not. So right. subbing could be a cool excuse. But again, the the desks are pushed off to the side. That might mean something. There is always an interesting kind of uh, plot hole, sort of loop, sort of thing. Whereas if Dumbledore was the old Transfiguration teacher, and it's mentioned a bunch of times that he absolutely was, uh, he failed to recognize four uh, unregistered animagi wandering around the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that's sort of a transfiguration thing. So I don't know. Maybe I don't think J.K. Rowling's trying to. I don't think it's likely that she would rewrite canon in that way. Odds are, it's just you know, it's a recognizable classroom to throw in the movie, and I'm not sure a hundred percent that it has a, an explanation that we'll ever really get. Yeah, he's allowed to be in more than one classroom. <laughs> that's my answer. So. Moving along in this trailer, we do see a shot of Dumbledore and Newt meeting in London. We actually had a still of that released a few weeks ago during Celebration of Harry Potter. Don't really know what they're doing in this meeting. It might be their first meeting together in this movie. Yeah. With Dumbledore giving Newt directions on what he wants him to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And moving. Oh, you po- skipped the put outer. You skipped the scene with the put outer. The put outer makes a comeback. Yes. Oh, man. But who is wielding it? Who indeed? Pottermore also asks that same question. There's basically an, the article on Pottermore that has the trailer embedded in it is like a, a, a quick, you know, they have HD screenshots and they're, they're asking questions and pointing things out. But it, they, point, they point out that we don't know who's using the put outer um but it's exactly the, know. the same effect i think we know we eric don't kid yourself yeah no be th- look we've already mentioned a couple of times on the show 
throwbacks to the Harry Potter series, what better way for the second film to open, potentially, than with Dumbledore using this to meet <laughs> up with Newt somewhere in London? It could very well be Grindelwald. Although now I'm like zooming in. I'm going to take this and enhance the image. I'm going to brighten it to see if I can make out the face. It actually looks like the back of Colin Farrell's head. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> it's great this say, time. Not Grindelwald. Right. I was going to say it's uh, Grindelwald and Dumbledore gets the put outer off of him once he kills him. I don't know. It is very reminiscent of Sorcerer's Stone, though. It is. That is a good observation. Um, but going back to the conversation that you just mentioned between Dumbledore and Newt atop some building in London, looks like Dumbledore is facing Big Ben, potentially. Uh, maybe? That's not Big Ben. No. no. Does Big Ben have a black Face I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't know. No, it does maybe, not. Maybe they're in France. Maybe this is Paris. They could be in Paris. I, no, I don't think so because a, a shot previous, you see that London telephone booth. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a fair point. But and you see a sign for it on the ground. Newt's reaction to Dumbledore is very much student to teacher, right? He looks kind of sheepish in his approach towards yeah, Dumbledore. I would agree. Yeah, Newt. Uh, and he seems to be wearing mostly the same attire as we last saw him in. So it's a nice, refreshing kind of throwback. Um, and even the, the it's there was actually a quick shot, fifteen seconds earlier of Newt in his classic uh, suspenders as well. Um, and he's piecing together a, I guess, a postcard for Paris. Um, but it's very brief. But seeing Eddie Redmayne being reminded that this isn't just a Harry Potter film, that this is, in fact, Fantastic Beasts. You know, Newt is the the first hero of the new franchise, the first re- returning character from Fantastic Beasts 1 that we see. So I, I really do like that. And I think, you know, there will probably be, he, he will still be the hero of this film. Mm. One other thing I did want to note, though, it, it definitely is the defense against the dark arts classroom and, and could potentially explain this, but we didn't see Fox at all uh, in the background. And I know, yeah. again, not the right classroom, but just something to kind of keep back of mind. He could be in Dumbledore's office. He could be. Yeah, but I, it's, I see what you're getting at, and I think it's quite possible that Newt hasn't given Fox to Dumbledore yet. Also, this quest now that Newt has been sent on by Dumbledore, we know that he is headed to Paris. We also know that that is where Nicholas Flamel is. So how does he tie into this larger right. story? Given that he's been cast, yeah, I think it has. it must have something to do with Flamel. So the next significant shot we see is the shot of Grindelwald speaking to, according to Pottermore, um, what are probably supporters? Yeah, actually, I'm not sure. Pottermore doesn't say supporters, but the reason that I think they are supporters is a. You just look at this environment. Um, it's not he's not on trial or anything. There aren't guards surrounding him. He's he's clearly doing his own thing. And that witch standing next to him, she looks like the witch that was in another photo of Grindelwald. And that one specifically said that the witch next to him was a supporter. So that's why I am mm-hmm. thinking 
that this is a shot of Grindelwald talking to supporters or potential supporters. Yeah. Pretty scary because it's a very large venue. It's Mary yeah. Lou Barebones. She's back. No, no, no. It's Vinda Rosier, according to Pottermore. They do, I, they do identify her. This is the Rosier lady. Another um, Death Eater family name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death Eaters, question mark? Dark arts must run in the family, says Pottermore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought this was a courtroom. I expected him to be sort of standing trial. He is standing, at least. But it looks like at this point he's already escaped, and whatever room they're using, whatever venue, looks sort of old and cavernous and kind of... Exciting. But yeah, I think he's very, we kind of knew from the um, description that we got that he's going to be recruiting and he's going to be, you know, he's a very persuasive talker. We know from the books, this is going to be a a rally. Like he's going to be appealing to this group of people and trying to win them over to his cause or just returning to his loyal followers to brag about having escaped prison. Yeah. Um, and she is holding something. Pottermore. See, I, 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 I always wonder wh- how much Pottermore these Pottermore writers actually know, and how much like, they're trolling. Ex- yeah, or she, the, the writers just making up their own theories. Like Pottermore s- says, he is also accompanied by a well-dressed witch carrying what looks like an orb. We've seen magical orbs represented as prophecies before, so that might be worth thinking about. Dot. 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 Are you hinting that the orb, like it, it is an orb and it does have prophecies in it or like what, what's going on here? But yeah, she is holding something interesting. He also appears to be almost looking up and there is a light shining down from above. So maybe that orb that she's holding is showing something. What it would be like if Grindelwald is controlling the world. I'm trying to remember if there are uh, if they're still in the era of silent film. If they have talkies <laughs> yet, so it seems funny if the orb was just showing a silent film that we're all watching. But magic can do what it wants. That's true. That's true. Then we get a couple quick shots of Tina and Queenie in Paris. Both of them by themselves look like they're doing something. They're up to something interesting. That Tina, is a comment. I had that we haven't seen all of our heroes together and we go the whole trailer without seeing them all together. They're they're either in pairs, but honestly they're barely in pairs. They're mostly just alone. You see Tina alone, Queenie alone, Newt with Jacob, but then just Newt, you know, it's very scattered and spread out and kind of jarring. I wish that all of our heroes could just be together already, you know, or maybe riding the boat over to, to Europe together or something. Yeah. Let me play a little sound from the trailer because this is another, this line said by Dumbledore is one of the themes of the trailer. The time's coming, Newt. When you're going to have to pick a side. Here you go. So when Dumbledore says the time's coming when you're going to have to pick a side, they cut to Tina. Mm. Now, in a synopsis for Fantastic Beast 2, there was also this language about the characters having to pick sides. I think it would be a letdown if they're hyping up, you got to pick a side. And one of Newt's friends, if all of Newt's friends side with him. In other words, I think Newt or Tina are going to defect and consider joining Grindelwald. I I think so too, but it's so weird because they worked for him when he was Graves. 
And, <laughs> you know, like they have, they've personally seen, like they had to escape. They had to run for their lives. Like he was going to kill Jacob. He was going to kill them. You know, particularly Tina and Newt were going to be executed by Grindelwald. I can't see Tina changing her mind about that. You know, it was no less than Grindelwald who sent them off to be killed. So maybe it's Queenie that defects. I, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I think that choosing sides can mean a number of different things. I mean, ultimately, we think about it being Dumbledore versus Grindelwald, but clearly there's something going on within the government here as well. And and we know that Newt's brother is an aura within the ministry. Are there potential sides that need to be considered here, right? We know Lita Lestrange is involved in some way, shape, or form. So there's there's different layers of of lines that are going to be drawn in the sand. And and so it could refer to any, all of those things. I just don't think it's as clear cut as picking good versus evil. There, there's other things that are going to be at play here. Yeah. Sam and Nolan, who are listening live, say they think that's Theseus talking to Newt, not Dumbledore. Oh, could be. No. Interesting. Yeah, that, that could be. Because, yeah, that didn't really sound like Dumbledore. That reminds me of Percy asking Ron to pick a side, right? A little bit. That brotherly appeal. So we're at we're at about a minute in the uh, in the trailer out of 211. And uh, in case anyone's worried that we haven't had any Jacob just yet, uh, the the second minute of this trailer has 100 percent more Jacob or any beasts. More I'm, beasts too. More beasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, the same shot we get Jacob. Well, we see Jacob and, and Newt kind of walking in, maybe to the suitcase. But Jacob is staring down this crazy bird-looking creature at one o three, and all of a sudden we're back. Right, we're presumably in the case. Jacob says some line to 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 Newt. He says, "You're coming with me." And he's like, "Yes." It's great. Yeah. We feel great. Clearly, Jacob has made a new friend. He's kicked. What was the? I'm blanking on what the name of the creature was that he bonded so tightly with in the, oh. uh, the department store. <laughs> the, 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 um, oh, well, he, there was the, the, gosh, what? <laughs> the big snake bird? No, 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 no. You're talking about the demi guys. The demi guys. Uh, yeah. But, but it was the, what was the creature that attacked him? The, the, um, Oh, the Mert lap? The, the Mert lap with the venomous bite. I thought you were making a joke about, you know, he finally, uh, broke his affection for the Mert lap, but, yeah. yeah, this bird looks like a whooper. It, it has mm. like the same characteristics. I think we did see one in, in the first film, but maybe this is a older version of that. Yeah. And then there's also a beast with uh, antlers behind yeah. uh, both Jacob and Newt, as well as some moon calves who are hanging out in like a makeshift box bin right behind Newt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he yeah. says, you're going somewhere? And, he's, and Newt says, no, we're going somewhere. And then Jacob's like, yes! <laughs> Jacob continues to be one of the bright spots of this series, and I'm glad his he's still got that same vibe going on in the second movie. And this scene alone, between Jacob and the beasts, is important because it reminds us that we aren't stepping away from the fantastic beasts that this series was named after right there was some concern about that after we started realizing that the series was opening up to tell the story of dumbledore versus grindelwald people were like are they just going to step away from the beasts? is this even going to be newt's story but this film is going to show 
how Newt helps Dumbledore take down Grindelwald. And, and it appears to be solidifying the beasts throughout this series. Including the Obscurus. Yeah, so that's basically the next scene. Uh, we have Credence. It's <laughs> kind of, I'm sorry to laugh because it's an emo scene, but he's sitting there <laughs> on a rooftop and he's like bent over, like in the fetal position. And he's just holding his hand in the sky and he's like sending out uh wisps of smoke which are presumably obscurities yeah this is the this <laughs> is the well this is the parasitic magic in him he's he's clearly befriended this claudia kim character the the um the maledictus yeah. at this point she's there with him and she is presumably going to help him through this like talk him through kind of being an outsider but i think this is a very this is probably a very tender scene where he shows her how you know the the power or the evil or the magic that lives within and i think she's going to be maybe terrified but she's got to think yeah more importantly though he's demonstrating to her his ability to control the obscurus right which we know her condition is something that supposedly is not controllable, right? She just changes into this form. I wonder if she's going to be able to learn from him how to be able to sort of harness that type of magic. One would hope. Um, I did see one of our listeners on uh, the MuggleCast uh, patrons Facebook group said that it's said that Pottermore cons- confirms that she turns into a snake. So I'm pretty worried. I don't actually see that yet on Pottermore, but well, yeah, th- this she so, is said to have a blood curse, and she and 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 uh, Credence are clearly kind of peas in a pod of sorts. What that listener was referring to is this photo on Pottermore uh, from the circus that shows the billing for one of the acts, and oh, it man. says the word maledictus at the bottom. And then there are also the French words "en chair et en os," which means in the flesh, and then a picture of a snake. So, oh, gosh. And then this also kind of ties into the Claudia Kim is Nagini theory. Yeah, <laughs> I think but. it's gonna be real. Honestly, it's the the loops here, or like the. The universe is smaller than we ever could have imagined, everybody. At the bare minimum, it's Nagini's mom, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I just Nagini's <laughs> been around for that long. That's what we're supposed to think. Yeah, I don't Nagini's know. special in a lot of ways. But yeah, I I think there's something else coming later in the trailer that just blew my mind too. But I, I think it is a very, very, very small universe. Like we are remember when we found out that uh Lita Lestrange is not only an ex flame of Newt's from school, but is actually married or engaged to his brother. Right. It's just like things like that are gonna completely close what could have been a very expansive story. Everybody's gonna be somebody's brother or somebody's fiance by the end of it. But Guaranteed. I do think, going back to what I said earlier, the trailer has done a good job of introducing already where I know just over a minute in, but certain characters, if if not by name, we've talked about obviously Dumbledore, but Travers, Rosier, this Maledictus, you know, we're we're getting there and, and we're starting to meet some of the new characters that are going to play a role in this series. And the next scene that we had to I really enjoy a lot because 
I, I really like what the series is doing by taking us to these new parts of the world that we've never experienced magic in before, right? They did it in the first film with Makusa, and now presumably we're inside the French Ministry of Magic. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Um, it so it it we're like in inside a a sphere. It looks like, but interestingly, all the walls have magical screens, for lack of a better word. Um, they're constantly moving, and what we see at the top of the sphere rotating are photos of beasts and mm. their names in yeah. French, yeah. like na. Le Nifleur. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I saw a comment, I forget where I read it, uh, that this structure is very reminiscent of the Louvre in French, in, Fr- in Paris. Mm-hmm. The Louvre? Uh, the Louvre, sorry, um, in Paris. Mm-hmm. And it would make sense because if you go back to what they did for uh, Makusa, right, didn't they take it after an, an old building in in downtown uh, New York City. Yeah, the Woolworth building. The Woolworth yeah, building. Yeah, and I can see this being, gosh, maybe maybe it's like legit just in the Louvre uh, somewhere. There are presumably like Greek statues or statues of creatures or or, or what would appear to be humanoid, uh, either people or, or creatures in sort of different places along the, um, the upper deck, the upper railing. So I, I could see this being an area of the Louvre um, mm. you know, just e- easily hidden among how deep they say you can spend like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks in the Louvre and never see everything there is to see. And that's even more true. I, it'd be just like JK Rowling to have, you know, an entire faction of the French wizarding world be under or in the Louvre as well. Right. Yeah. And it appears that is where we saw Tina earlier. It's also where it appears just a couple seconds from now, we see Queenie as well. So what are they up to? What are they snooping around doing in this place? Yeah, Are they authorized yeah. to be there? Right. I think snooping around is the key word there. I think we'll see an action pack scene in which they are trying to steal information and get it out without being noticed. We, a couple shots later, we see a glimpse of Lita Lestrange. She appears to be at some sort of gala. Oh, She's all, it's the Yule Ball. It is the Yule Ball. It's the French Yule Ball. There is a very formal dance for adults that she's at. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Looks great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also get a shot of again where we're sticking with the beasts and Fantastic Beasts. We see a shot of Newt underwater riding what looks like a giant seaweed creature. I think it's a, <laughs> a kelpie. Creature. It's a kelpie. I honestly, I think it's a kelpie. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. All right. Was that in the Fantastic Beast book? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, then we see a shot. Now, I, I'm noticing this for the first time, uh, the details in this shot. I guess it's Dumbledore. Who knows? There's tons of information projected on walls of what kind of looks like a dungeon. And I'm noticing the words Lestrange pop up a couple times, including Lita Lestrange on the bottom left side of the brightest spot. Huh. Yeah. This is actually Dumbledore's tattoo. Uh just magnified <laughs> up on and it's it, he's in the uh, London Underground right now. Uh <laughs> I, I, I noticed this too. It, it it's a little like 
CSI criminal minds. Yeah. It looks like that meme where like somebody's up against a giant bulletin board with 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 documents and lines going from one document to the other all over the place. Um it it it's a very interesting study session this person presumably Dumbledore is having in what looks like uh, a sewer. So one of our listeners, again, on the, the Patreon Facebook, I'm actually going to get the name, um, but it appears to be a family tree, according to, uh, I believe it's Sam who posted this. Yeah, Sam. Oh, yeah. S- Sam K.A. He said it's a family tree. And if you zoom in, it apparently reveals this is a, a huge spoiler um, that Credence and Lita are siblings. Hmm. Apparently, if you zoom in, the main head in the center is like sort of like a family tree. The oh. main the main center is somebody named Corvus Lestrange, and I think on one side of this is going to be Credence, and on the other side yes. is Lita. Okay, yeah, and you know what? Good eye, Sam, because the person who's standing there, he's covering up the first half of Credence. But then you can clearly see Barebone. You can? Uh, yeah. It says something. Oh, Barebone. Yeah, you're right. Barebone. So that's very interesting. I don't know necessarily if this is a family tree. It certainly looks like that. Um, I hope it's not. I hope that Credence isn't leaderless straight. Like the Newt Scamander's lust loves secret half brother. I don't want it. It's too. We always wondered on uh, previous episodes who Credence's father was, and and if that would play a role in in future. Oh films. yeah. So if Credence is like the Magneto of the, or if Credence's dad is like the Magneto of the Wizarding World. Just but going certainly and, that would test his loyalties, right? If if he's finding out that he has this whole family that he never knew existed, and now you know he's presumably sided with Newt for the time being. Uh, it may be challenging for him to figure out which side is is the right side for him to to fight for. Um, um I want to go back to the Kelpie real quick. I read this uh, info on the uh, HP Wicca. Able to take any form, uh, a Kelpie is a shape shifting water demon. It usually chooses that of a horse with a bullrish mane. After luring unwary travelers onto their backs, they drag them underwater and eat them allowing the entrails to float to the surface of the water. So Newt is literally being taken on the back of this creature underwater. I wonder what he's doing so that he doesn't isn't like seconds away from being I'm eaten. sure he's got that Kelpie all uh, <laughs> under control. But it's also uh, interesting, though, that both Newt and Jacob look to be pretty wet in the if we're saying that they were inside his case. But... I wonder if they uh, took a stroll through the uh, Black Lake or something before getting there. There are some cliffs. They appear to be. I don't. I don't. I'm not an expert, but the cliffs of Dover? Question mark. Yeah, I saw that um, as well. The chalk, chalky kind of mountain but, look. That and then, yeah. again, j- just to bring it back to to this particular scene, I wonder: is this? It, let's say it is Dumbledore, right? Is is Dumbledore looking at something that he himself has been working on for a period of time, or is he discovering this? And this is actually somebody else who's been li- like living in the sewers. 
from the looks of it. And I think it might be that Dumbledore is ponder. I think he's, I think we'll see a more mobile Dumbledore, right? We, we always knew like he disappears from Hogwarts a couple of times. He travels, right? No, but and I think, yeah, yeah I'm, I, I, because it looks like to me, if you look underneath all of those drawings, it looks like somebody has been living there. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of paper and wood. It maybe it could be credence. Because wouldn't he have to be living underground, potentially, or at least wanting to live There's, underground? Well, you know, this could be this could be under construction. Maybe it's a part of the Muggle world that's like under construction. There's just some tools left by construction people. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's there is a lot of schematics, and I think it does kind of look like Dumbledore, maybe, but I'm uncertain. It is definitely the Cliffs I, of Dover, though. I looked at this. Uh, I did a Google search. Cliffs of Dover, the reason that's important is uh, that's the edge of the English Channel. And when you go from England to Paris, when you go from, you know, you just cross the channel, you can do it. There's ferries that leave Via from Kelpie? Is that, is that what you're going to say? Very, he via Kelpie? Maybe, yeah. You're just going to – these three silhouettes we see are just going to do like a triple uh, swan dive into the water and ride Kelpies all the way to Paris. But I never thought we'd actually see them tra- uh, go between countries and it seems like that if they're if they're at Dover – then they're probably going to do that. You've never, you've never taken the Kelpie from London to Paris. Kelpie Express. <laughs> no. I I wonder if this all this information that is etched onto these walls. I wonder if it has magic that's similar to the Marauder's Map in that it's hidden unless you activate it all somehow. Because it kind of looks like a glow in the dark effect, where it's 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 only that it. It's only there when it's glowing off of the walls. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it doesn't look like it, it was written with pen and paper, right? No, it's kind of like the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark effect, right? Where he, he's got the staff and the the light yeah. of the sun comes and illuminates. That I think it is very much like mm. it might be specific to that location. Maybe it's very sensitive information, though. That's very clear. Yeah. yeah. Well, so maybe it's it's there but hidden and. Again, assuming that Dumbledore found a way to activate it, and now he's reviewing it all. Next up, we have a couple shots of the circus, Circus Arcanus. This was actually going to something circus related was going to be in Fantastic Piece One. We did actually get a little Easter egg in that first movie. We saw Circus Arcanus poster. There's cotton candy, you guys. Oh, it's just it's it looks fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. There's people floating in bubbles. This is great. <laughs> this awesome. could maybe be Claudia Kim's introduction scene. Definitely. And and also from what we see in, in just a few seconds, I think it explains how Credence has made his way from New York to Paris, right? Wow. Well, we know he's there. Circus. Is that what you mean? Because we see him in a circus tent. Right. But th- my question would be, how did... Credence end up going from New York to Paris. He joined the circus. Right. And and that ties into the point you just made, Andrew, about that flyer. He joined the circus when it was in New York and has moved his way over to, to Paris. He is angry. I just got to Credence in the tent. He's he's not happy. Yeah. No, he's about not. something he breaks a thing and then you know it's a nice um match on action because he's very some he throws some he throws like a he breaks a bird cage and then the very next shot is a building exploding but i think those two are completely unrelated 
Um, um, we see Pickett though at the circus. There's uh, a wizard in a in a black hat coming towards the cage. We see Pickett. Newt has to jump on him and stop him from I don't know grabbing something like. Yeah, I we like don't know the, if Pickett's at the circus though. Uh, it's just yeah, cut it's that just way, wedged in between two circus shots. You're right. Because uh, Newt's a, there too. There's a purple carpet that he's on. It's very interesting. Very interesting stuff. At least we get the return of some of the beasts that we, I think, that our heart goes out to. Right, our familiar, friendly right. face beasts. Uh, I expect to see Dougal at some point. Right. Uh, we do see another new character in Yusuf Kama. He, uh, you know him? So- do, do I know him? How do you know his name? Well, he was one of the new characters that was, was cast, right? Is it on Pottermore? Mm, yeah, what are you I, don't, I don't know. I don't reference Pottermore. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are you getting this? You just remember this guy, Yusuf? Yusuf? Yeah. No, the, the scene, there, there is a African-American actor who comes to the forefront. He's wearing a top hat and a dark jacket. It looks like he's looking into the cage. It's right about 119. Yeah. He was an actor that was cast in this film. There's not a lot of details on him, um, but he is a wizard. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just surprised you remember who this actor is. But uh, I told you I took notes when I went through the oh, trailer. Oh, that's right. Right. I forgot Mike actually prepared for this. Thank you. Never um, mind. I'm sorry. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm keeping with that theme of identifying new characters that uh, Thank you. were mentioned uh, to be cast in this film. So. I don't know what Credence has against bird cages. Gosh. But it is believed that this character will most likely be on the side of Newt. So I don't, maybe he's responding to what Credence is about to do and, and setting free whatever beasts those might be inside that bubble. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the return of beasts that we know, though, Thestrals, you guys, Thestrals are back in a huge way, huge way. Yeah, well, is it the way I want to say, but I'm a little afraid of spoiling, but Lego spoiled it, so maybe it's not a spoiler. <laughs> Lego spoiled you. It's still a spoiler, and Lego totally spoiled you, dude. I so, read that. <laughs> I guess we may as well say it. Mild spoiler spoiler warning, I guess. Um, so the shot of the Thestrals, and this is in New York. They're carrying a carriage. This is Grindelwald's escape scene. He does escape in this movie. I guess we knew that because earlier yeah. in the trailer we see him free. Yeah. And freshly cut, unlike that shot at the end where he's a mess. Um, but Lego, minutes after this trailer debuted, they were like, hey, everybody, check out our first Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald Lego set. And it's, it? it's called, called Grindelwald's, Grindelwald's Escape. Escape. Yeah. And it's got Thestrals just like in this trailer. Now, here's the thing that may be a bit of a spoiler. Serafina Pickery, Makusa president, is back and she's in this Lego set and they kind of look like they're dueling each other in the Lego set preview. So that doesn't I guess, bode well for her. Is not. Oh, you think she might die? Well, she okay, we we figured that out though. She remains president until like 1929. So True. I don't I don't think that she'll die now, but mm. oh you 
Well, hmm. uh, I don't think that necessarily means anything. That date could easily be changed. No, I mean, Audemars. that was as recent, but that, but this is Serafina. Like, this is as recent as the all the most recent writing J.K. Rowling wrote on Pottermore. So I don't think it's likely to change. Like, this is the, the, the Serafina Pickery specific stuff on Ilvermorny and the American Wizarding World. Like, the fact that she was president of Makuza till 1929, I think that's pretty firm. Maybe he'll come back and kill her later. But well, I think she's going to According to the one. Harry Potter wiki, uh, she ended her term in 1928 as president. And Ooh. I'm looking at the citations. Uh, uh, yeah. That worries yeah, me on. because that could be that's just a couple months after She's what was it November just November it. you're gonna He's see done. it she might be dead that's so sad no twenty eight I was sure Damn she Lego. got another year no Lego no <laughs> um what is with these guys outfits though they're they're wearing like uh biker glasses and they're in the crazy the guy's riding the Thestral. Like uh, driving, it looks like Robin from Batman and Robin. (laughs) It's very much Robin from Batman and Robin driving these. uh, No, so can somebody explain this to me though? Because the scene that we see later on with Grindelwald, it looks like he is in fact in a carriage with wands pointed directly at him. I didn't see the wands. What that that doesn't make sense to me. So because the way that you're explaining it here is that he's escaping, right? Oh, he does have well, two I ones. think this. I don't think this shot is post escape. I think it's like very beginning of Fantastic Beast Two during his escape. He's he's well, probably being transferred. You know how most yeah. prison breaks prison breaks happen when uh, the, there's less security than actually at the prison, and it's like during the on the road during a transfer. Mm-hmm. There's a that statistic somewhere about that. So you think maybe the people that are initially driving the carriage are are, are replaced by these two buffoons? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or that's just how buffoonish those people look. You know, I will say the American uh, Wizarding World uh, of government had like very interesting characters that were like assassins and prison guards. Remember those two ladies that were like crazy that led them to the death chamber? Um, so very interesting stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting I- to see who breaks out. Uh, these these two, I will I will say I do like how Grindelwald looks in this shot, being all disheveled and his facial hair grown in, his hair hanging down. It actually looks more in line with the Grindelwald I had envisioned before. To, uh, to be I, honest, I agree. Um, it also looks a lot like uh, um, was the actor that played young Grindelwald, right? Um, in Deathly Hallows Part Two, yeah. Uh, I, I think you can kind of see some kind of semblance there. I will also say Grindelwald, he looks very upset. And I think one of the reasons probably is that his hair is hanging down after being so sexy, being spiked up. <laughs> now it's hanging down. It just looks terrible. Like I he, spiked my hair up. If my hair looks like this, I would be devastated. He's just he's just sad he's not as sexy as Dumbledayum is in this chapter. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have to credit Emily Porter of the uh, Potterotica Jasons for coming up with that. But it's just so... Dumbledore man, he looks great. And Grindelwald, yeah, like he's seen better days. But you know what? He's going to break out of prison. He's going to get a clean shave. It's going to be all right. I would also say and that kill they... Kill Serafina on his way out. <laughs> maybe he does. Well, if Lego is any precedent for what, what is to come. But I, I also felt uh, he had a little bit of serious black to him when he broke out of uh, Azkaban. So I wonder if they were going for kind of the same... A haunted look? Haunted look, yeah. 
I think it it should be. Ho- hopefully, it will be explained whether the U.S. uses Dementors as prison guards or kind of mm. what that look is is sort of all about. Um, you do get another shot of of Dumbledore actually, because right from Grindelwald to Dumbledore, and Dumbledore's with Newt. And they're we actually do. looking at each other. That's kind of cool. And let's play that clip. That's another thing we have to talk about here. Okay, yeah. I can't move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. <laughs> I can't move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. What does that mean, Dumbledore? Because All right, I'm here's my question. Super gay. I, for I, have, him. <laughs> I have a question. I love him too much to fight him. Is that what he means? No, no. My question is, why can this dude not do anything for himself? Why does he always have to put the onus on somebody else, whether it's Newt, whether it's Snape, whether it's Harry, he can't do anything for himself. He's too busy looking good, man. This he's too busy literally effort. crushing it. He's yeah. sla- he's putting up everybody as a pig for slaughter. Why do really, we like this guy? He's a jerk. Well, he his well manicured, cool, clean cut appearance would can would be smudged if he went out and did this work on his own. Oh boy, then but we wouldn't be able to talk to about new? how good Dumbledore looks. It has to be you. No, no. Like, uh, I cannot edit this week's show. It has to be you. <laughs> no, but, but honestly, why do you think it has to be Newt? What does what Newt possess? He has to okay, okay. possess I actually, something. I think I see where you're getting at. Do you mean like, is there like a prophecy? Why? Not, not even a prophecy, but you yeah. know, Dumbledore can't. It, it almost is. I, I, the, 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 there's something right at putting the the relationship piece of it aside for just a second could, but that could certainly play a role here i think there seems it. like there's something almost physical that is preventing dumbledore from being able or maybe it's metaphysical from preventing dumbledore pursuing grindelwald and and uh, being able to defeat him in this capacity why does it have to be newt Maybe there's a prophecy that says Dumbledore won't be able to defeat him until that would be the worst possible avenue to go down. <laughs> I, if they, if you're going prophecy again, no. No, I mean absolutely. Like, but but Dumbledore knows all about prophecies. He tell he's able enough to advise Harry about whether or not they're real. And I think that it's this is going to be again, another one of those you open. Want, at, you want the same plot line again? Yeah, this is going to be another one of those open at the close things where Dumbledore can't go after Grindelwald until the very end, until like 1945. He opens at the close. He's going to kill him. I don't. Like, I don't. I, we, we talked about this with with, with uh, what repeating something. Oh, the Sorcerer's Stone. Right. We don't want to go down that road again. I don't want to go down the road with the prophecy again. And how many times Polyjuice Potion is going to be used? Yeah, how many times are they going to break into the ministry as children? Yeah, I know. It's There are some repetitive devices. I don't read that much into it. I honestly, truly believe when Dumbledore says to Newt in this scene, I can't move against him, it literally means my heart will not let me. I just, and that's it, bottom line, period. Like, I can't move against him. You know, maybe maybe Newt would ask a follow-up question naturally, and maybe he doesn't in this movie, because we know it's not explicitly stated. But I think it's just, you know, Dumbledore's like, I, I can't do it. For my own well-being, I can't go after this guy. It's got to be you. And Newt I think it's him. more than that, just for the reason that you just stated, is because that has not been brought fully to the forefront yet. So while it definitely can be an underlying reasoning as to why he can't move against Grindelwald, something tells me that there's more there than just his... 
emotional know, attachment to him. It could also be the fact that he's Dumbledore, right? And he's being visited by the government already for having sent Newt off to Paris to track him or whatever. Like Dumbledore is such a high profile figure even then in the in the wizarding world that maybe the reason he can't move against Grindelwald is because everyone would know where he is and what he's doing. Like Dum- Dumbledore's being watched. That's my guess. He exactly the government is monitoring Dumbledore, so he has to ask somebody else to uh, get out there and push back against Grindelwald. I'll also throw this into the mix. When this new Fantastic Beast book was released, the, the re-release came mm-hmm. out uh, about a year ago, there's this line from Newt in the foreword. He says, it is true that I was the first person ever to capture Grindelwald, and also true that Albus Dumbledore was something more than a school teacher to me. More than this, I cannot say without fear of breaching the official Magical Secrets Act, or more <laughs> importantly, the confidences that Dumbledore, most private in men, placed in me. Once again, I must ask too much of you, Newt. Do you think the he was a secret keeper? Mm, no, I just think that this oh, is Fidelia's a reminder charm. that Dumbledore has tasked Newt with some secret. Yeah, but wouldn't that fall in line with what you're saying and not breaking the statute, right? If if he has entrusted him with some secret, mm-hmm. then I think that that could fit as well. Well, that's part of a larger joke, right? The joke of the Fantastic Beast book is that some of it had to be redacted so that we don't get spoiled on the fourth, on the next four Fantastic Beast books. So the joke is that they're still classified by the government. That's why Newt's not talking in the book about what happens next because the the government has deemed that sensitive info. Um, but I, I think it is a personal relationship. Like Newt and Dumbledore trust each other. I'd like to know why. I'd like to see more about... I, I, well, we, we're going to get young Lita, right? Young Newt, young Lita. We're going to really understand, I think, what the Dumbledore Newt angle is in this in this movie because I think it's going to be what propels uh, the story forward and compels Newt to to go and help. But I, I do, I just, I do wonder why Tina and Queenie and especially Jacob, even though he's in this trailer and it's amazing to see him in this trailer, I wonder what's bringing them along. Like why are, why specifically are they here um, in Paris or in Europe or, or, or like, especially Jacob too. Like, remember his skull is susceptible to damage. It's not a good idea to really bring him along unless it's going to be safe. Did somebody tell him it would be safe? Are they expecting it to be safe? What's going on? I do like this idea that Dumbledore can't move on Grindelwald because of his romantic, romantic interest or friendship. I think there's something there. Uh, and that would kind of be <laughs> a not explicit way to hint <laughs> at his sexuality. <laughs> I mean, the fans already know, Andrew, okay? The fans right, already right. know. The fans know, so they don't have to include that. You know what is really badass, and I just knew, I just figured out who this is? Uh, Newt is fighting alongside his brother. 100%. Yeah, so this final shot is Newt and Theseus fight, fighting together, maybe against Grindelwald? But there's this very cool spell at the end where they both stick their wands into the ground like at the same exact time and it creates this wall to protect them, I guess. Barrier. It's super cool. I loved that, especially with the music. Like that was my favorite shot of this trailer. Because they 
They hold their wands into the sky and then really just shove them down into the ground. And by the way, I have it freeze that just the right moment, they're in a graveyard. Yeah, they are. And it's also interesting that it immediately um, like transfers to the hollow symbol right after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do we know who's in possession of the Elder Wand at this point? You know, I'm glad you asked, because that actually goes into uh, something to do with that we're going to bring up on our next episode about the new Wizarding World logo. But Dumbledore is not the one in possession of the Elder Wand at this time, and that's confirmed. Um, but we don't know if and when Grindelwald gets it. So, Well, he steals it from Gregorovich. Gr- Gr- oh, when he was young, I guess, right? Yeah. So, okay, yeah, then it's definitely Grindelwald. That could also be a reason why Dumbledore can't move against Grindelwald. Because he'll die. But clearly something eventually. I I also think, too, um, in addition to the feelings that he may have for Grindelwald, there's also the the Ariana element of it. And I wonder if Grindelwald has a way to use that against Dumbledore to manipulate him. You know, it, it... when they eventually confront each other, because we yeah. still don't have all the information as to what happened uh, there. We we just, you know, obviously know that she was killed. Um, a lot of theories that she is an Obscurus or was an Obscurus. So I wonder if if it's just, it, it it's the history that they've shared together too, that, you know, he's able to use those pain points against Dumbledore and, and Dumbledore just is not in a point right now where he's able to overcome them or shield himself against them. Yeah. This is a good point from Haley who's listening live. She says in the King's Cross chapter of Deadly Hollows, Dumbledore admits to Harry how terrified he was of facing Grindelwald again because he was afraid of having to discover the truth of who really was responsible for Ariana's death. Could this be another reason for him telling Newt he has to face him instead? I also like this theory because we are getting flashbacks. Remember, they cast a young, young Dumbledore and a young, young Grindelwald. <laughs> so we might be going back to that Ariana scene. And maybe it's too fresh in his mind to con- to confront Grindelwald over that. And just think about if if you are not over somebody that you were in- romantically interested in, Let's just put this in real world terms. You know, you break up with somebody. Sometimes it takes a long time to get over them. You don't want to go in, <laughs> not just get over. You don't want to face them, not just in a friendly way, but potentially in, in a fight. A you don't have to death. fight your ex if you still have feelings for them. So wait, wait. So you get other <laughs> people to me, die. You get other people to die for you fighting them. Yeah, kill Newt. Why not? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Very Dumbledore thing. There still has to be something. There's something about Newt, right? That's that's. And this is the reason that Dumbledore raised Harry as a pig for slaughter. He he developed this back in the Newt era. <laughs> he was fine tuning his process for not directly dealing with his problems. Newt is the trial right. run for Harry. He just got used to it. Yeah, he's the uh, you know. It's like when you when you you have a boss who just dictates everything. Who. Uh, What's that? What what's the word I'm looking for? Micromanager? No. Wait, yeah, micro. Um, he just assigns everybody else the work, and he doesn't no, do delegates. anything. That's, uh, delegates. Delegates. Yeah, right. Delegator. Yeah, that's the good. Dumbledore, the delegator. You know, I was just going to say how delumator. refreshing it would be if we have an exact opposite from Harry experience, and that Dumbledore is in fact entirely forthcoming, 
uh, to Newt or in new ways. Like you mentioned the flashbacks in young, young Dumbledore and young, young Grindelwald. Like I want to see that. And I want it to be Dumbledore explaining it to Newt. Mm -hmm. So even if he doesn't go into his love for Grindelwald, which is problematic. And I wish that he did um, at least then we'll get like sort of more of a full picture than he would have given Harry because his excuse all those years, not telling Harry stuff was that Harry was too young He's not going to be able to use that same excuse with Newt. So maybe there will be a trust and a um, a, a sharing of details and an honesty that simply didn't exist with Harry that does exist with Newt simply because Newt is an adult. It it also makes me think, too, that Dumbledore could have been the one responsible directly for Ariana's death based on that piece you just read from King's Cross. I sort of always assumed that he was. Well, I think the tendency is to put the blame on Grindelwald, but the more that keeps coming to the surface, the more that I think that he was directly responsible. But she was potentially an obscurus. So there's also right. There's also the idea that the creature could have killed her, or you know, kind of made it worse that angle let's just not forget that angle like so many True. things were rooting yeah. against Dumbledore but we I, see Grindelwald's obsession yeah. with the Obscurus so that may point the evidence back in his direction did he try to you know at a much earlier age channel that type of creature for his own benefit in, in Dumbledore's sister and, and did he, was he able to manipulate and use Dumbledore in that way my my questions coming out of this trailer are, I guess, in what ways has Credence grown as a character? You know, is is he still as easy to be manipulated after he was basically assassinated? Like he was, he barely survived hundreds of uh, horrors, you know, American horrors destroying him. Is he more careful? Is he going to be less easily manipulated? And will his friendship with this maledictus person? really help him kind of deal with being an adult and being an obscurus and kind of, will he meet up? Will he even meet up with the rest? Like, will these characters meet up at all? We don't see them together. We don't see even Tina and Queenie in a scene together. We do see Newton Jacob. So I'm assuming he realizes they're all there, but you know, will they meet up? Will they have many on screen time together? Or will this be really the film where everybody's got their own mission? Yeah, I do worry it may be too there much there may be too much going on. It, maybe it's just the trailer that's making me think this, but it does seem like there's a lot happening. We'll see. I I just that's that that can be dangerous when there's too much happening. It, the story falls apart. It's just too hard to follow everything. Look at like these Avengers movies. There's a billion things going on. That's true. Yeah. Age of Ultron was a mess for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> but J.K. Rowling is a master storyteller, to be sure. Absolutely. Not- notably, uh, she tweeted this morning when she was watching the trailer, she had an idea for Fantastic Beasts 3, and she made a note to herself <laughs> to include that in the third movie. We don't know what it was, but... Oh, my gosh. That's a tease. Yeah. I know, right? She's going to put Dumbledore in more suits, more perfectly <laughs> fit suits. I, I joked on Twitter she's going to explain how those people operated onto Hogwarts grounds. <laughs> Yeah. I need an explanation at some point. I was kind of hoping she would address some questions on Twitter after the trailer came out related to the trailer, but she didn't. 
I think anything. I think she could. I honestly like my opinion. I think she could afford to answer just a couple questions. Just a couple. I think I think the apparating one is a very fair question to answer now. Especially because you could answer it in classic J.K. Rowling fashion without giving anything away, right? You could be like, oh, well, that spell hasn't been placed there yet, wink, right? And you're right. like, oh, my God, there's going to be something that causes it to be placed there. Right. You know, we still don't know <laughs> what it is or when it is. Yeah. On the other hand, like the Dumbledore in the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom, that I can see being explained in the actual movie. I can wait for an answer to that one. Well, then again, I mean, if he's been contacted through official channels that the ministry wizards are going to be operating, he can see to it that the the, the protections are dropped, right? Or or, or yeah. whoever's headmaster at the time can see to it that the protections are dropped yeah. um, temporarily. Drop the protections. I have some <laughs> visitors coming. You didn't realize it, but that's what Newt and uh, Theseus were doing in that in the, final scene. In the graveyard. They were putting the protection <laughs> the, up. That's the graveyard that we were promised and never saw uh, in Harry It's Potter. secretly blood magic. Uh, oh, yeah, there is a graveyard at Hogwarts, isn't there? J.K. Rowling loves her graveyards, doesn't she, for the most epic scenes. So you think uh, about like, am... the ending of Cursed Child in the graveyard. Of course, Harry Potter, lots of graveyard action. Now, this graveyard, she loves the symbolism. I am worried that, well, yeah, it's definitely the the passage between life and death. I worry that Grindelwald will be too much of a Voldemort character. I, you know, like dark wizard, sure, blood magic. Uh, I don't know, like how many, how many is he cutting off the arm of his dad? Like who's, you know, who's, who's, what's he doing in that graveyard? I really want to know. We're going to wrap up this episode now. There's so much more to talk about. We are going to talk about it over the next few months. And even sooner than that, in episode 360, which will be released on Monday. I have one question here from the Patreon chat. I'm just going to copy and paste this into our upcoming discussion regarding Credence and how he detaches the Obscurus from his body. I meant to talk about that about that earlier, but we, we had moved on. So we'll save that for, for part two of our Fantastic Beasts 2 trailer one discussion. You know what I did just notice, guys? We hit the 777 challenge. Yes, we blew past it already. Thank you, everybody, so much. We're going to throw some off, awesome benefits your way. Get ready for that Jude Law loving in the uh, holiday commentary that we're going <laughs> to be talking about. I promise to spend at least 30 minutes talking about how good Jude Law looks. We actually, uh, by the time this episode is out, you're going to want to pledge now if you want one of those mugs because we are limiting it to the first 800 $5 or more patron patrons. Actually, many of our patrons are $2 pledging $2. So we're going to open it up to the first $805 patrons and higher, but it's definitely very limited. So it is feel for like, this is the time to get in on board. I'm just so excited. Like going to bed yesterday or day before yesterday, not knowing that this trailer was coming to, to, Compared to going to bed tonight, having seen and, and thoroughly discussed the trailer with two of my closest friends, you know, what yeah. what a difference it makes that there's Harry is back in the world. You know? It feels good to do another trailer episode. These are always some of my favorites. We're all excited. We have lots of new stuff to unpack. Get everything wrong. Get everything wrong. <laughs> no, and it's even more exciting with Fantastic Beast trailers because we don't have books to work off of. Yeah, that is true. I, that that's the one thing I actually enjoy about it is that you don't have the books to really 
not mess things up, but you know what the story is going to be. Here, it's just raw theorizing. And and that's really what, if you go back all the way to 2005, that's what we built this podcast on. It was it was just talking about what we thought was going to happen in, in the rest of the series. So it's it's cool to be in that space again. Definitely. Micah, no theory is safe. That is that is true. That's our uh, that's our tagline. That's our motto. Episode 360 is coming Monday. For now, you can visit mugglecast.com to download old episodes of the show, new episodes of the show, follow us on social media, pledge on Patreon, subscribe to our RSS feed, review us on iTunes, read more about the show, check out our old album art. I mean, you can do everything there. It's it's there's more to do there than at pottermore.com, quite frankly. And uh, on next week's episode, uh, Yusuf Kama will join us. <laughs> wow. Mike has really been preparing for this show. I'm impressed. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Micah. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>